Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Hey, friends, another solo podcast today with me, your host, Candice Dunaway. Uh, It is story time. I'm going to tell you a little story that I call all in jumping into the deep end without knowing how to swim with only a pair of water wings. So I want to start here to give you some context before I take you into the deep end with me. So every summer, uh, my hubby and I and the family would drive to BC on our summer vacation for probably about two weeks. And each time that we drove in, it was as soon as we hit the mountains and the lakes, this sense of calm overcame my body. I just, I felt at home. So we would travel to BC probably twice a year, maybe 20 days, one in the winter time at Christmas to visit family and one in the summer. So 20 days out of the 365, um, I had this overwhelming sense of, um, of home that BC brought to me, the lakes and the mountains and all of the trees and the outdoor accessibility, all of it. I absolutely loved. So when I would talk to people and I would say that this is what I used to say, I'm going to get to this later. Um, but I used to say in my next life, in my next life, I'll live in BC in my next life, this in my next life, fill in the blanks with whatever you want that anything can be put in there. That's what I used to say. But then I would say, I'd say one day, one day we'll live in BC. And when I talk to people about going there, uh, most of the time, the reaction that I got was, oh, when you retire, you can go live in BC. And to me, I was like, oh my gosh, that just sounds so bizarre. Like 30 more years, maybe more. Um, why would I wait my whole life to be in the place that I want to be? Like, why can I do this now? Other people live there. Other people work there. Um, why do I need to wait? And I think a lot of it was, um, people just caring about me and kind of worrying and wanting me to be in a safe space because I had a permanent teaching contract and, Uh, I don't know, depending on where you're from, where I'm from, it, it's pretty difficult to get on permanent. Um, you have to do many contracts and kind of a lot of last minutes, um, stuff and, um, switching grades. And luckily I just got a permanent contract after my first year. So I was safe. So to say, if I wanted to, I could stay with that district and retire. And every year I would be guaranteed a position in the district. I had a pension building up 
So the people who wanted to keep me safe, um, thought, okay, well, when you retire, go ahead and go there. And I knew that I just needed to be in BC that I just couldn't wait my whole entire life to go somewhere that I was drawn to and wanted to be. So I resigned from teaching, put the house up for sale. And this was the plan. I was going to go to BC with our, uh, I think he was five at the time, our five-year-old son at the time. And I was going to get a job subbing. And then my husband was going to stay and work. And when the house sold, then he would move, we'd pack everything up and we'd be in BC. That was our plan. Okay. Here's where the stars did not align. This is the first misalignment. Okay. So my parents were on summer holidays and they were coming back a day early. They were actually in Kamloops, the place we were moving to coming back from their vacation. And they had decided to come back a day early so they could say their goodbyes. Um, we were leaving on our summer vacation and we left a day early so we could go see them in Kamloops to say goodbye. Here's where communication comes into play. Neither of us told each other that we were leaving early and we ended up passing each other on the exact same highway um, and missing each other. And we didn't get to say goodbye. So yeah, that's kind of how it all started. So um, my mother-in-law, she had a little suite up the road from her. So we moved in to the little suite. I guess I should first say we had our two week summer vacay there where my hubby came down. We drove down, had our vacation at the lake. Then I stayed and he went back um, so that he could get back to work and uh, make sure the house was in order until it sold. So I found a daycare and I looked for a job. Um, in the meantime, my mother-in-law, she went to yoga a couple times a week and she said, Oh, why don't you come try this out? They have, um, an opportunity. You can go sign up for a free week and do as many classes as you want. Try everything out. You could do like five classes a day if they had it on for a week to see if you love it. And so that's what I did. I went to yoga and tried out the classes and then I bought myself a year membership. I finally found some time for myself for the first time in years. So yeah, I was planning to stay in BC. That was my new home. I was planning to live there, bought the year membership, sign me up. So I applied and applied and applied and applied for every job you can imagine. I went in to see if I could get on the sub list, um, where I came from, they were so short subs. You were guaranteed work all of the time, but I couldn't get, um, any response from the school board. I applied online 
and didn't hear anything back for subbing. So I called, I never got my message returned. And then finally I went into the building with a hard copy, basically waving it like up and down saying, Hey, are you, do you have any subbing available? Because if not, I'm just going to find something else, but I just like to know. And then I was told the woman who was in charge of all of that was busy in a meeting and she'd get back to me. Well, she never did. So I probably applied for over 100 jobs when I, I was there. Um, I applied at the post office, every serving position you can imagine, retail, Home Depot, um, anything that you can think of, I probably applied for it. Um, in the three months I was there, <laughs> um, I got one a one-day gig. I got work for one day working the election, taking votes. So yeah. Um, lesson learned when you, when you say to somebody like, go get a job, how hard could it be? Well, I was educated. I had a degree in teaching. I served for about 10 years. I was in retail for about four or five years. I had skills. I had transportation. I had access to a computer so I could apply for all of the positions. Um, and I could not get a job. The one day was the only day that I worked in the three months that I was there. So back to the yoga. So yeah, I told you, I signed up for a year membership that BC was my new home. And so my son was in daycare because I was going to work. So I needed someplace for him. So every morning I would drop my son off at daycare in the morning, and then I would go to the yoga studio. And I probably did this four or five days a week. And it was the first time in years that I finally found time for myself. I'd always wanted to do yoga or some sort of class, but with the funky schedule that my husband worked, uh, it wasn't consistent. So I couldn't, I mean, I probably could have found other options. It just never seemed to work out that I could join a class and consistently show up and have the childcare. So I finally, 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 after so many years, found that space for myself. And in that yoga, um, it was so calming and it kept me grounded because in all of this, I learned how to stay calm and find the joy in the chaos because I still had all of my same payments. I still had a childcare payment and I still had a mortgage payment back home. Um, I still had every single payment that I did before and I had zero income. So it was really great to be able to still get into the mindset of I am soaking up every opportunity that I have here. I'm not living in scarcity. 
and anxiety. I just had this overwhelming sense that everything would be okay. Even, uh, like even if I ended up living in a cardboard box, like I just was like, everything is going to work out. Um, so another lesson I want to share with you is there's no such thing as a second first impression. Oh my gosh. So as I told you, I applied for every job under the sun. And then this one position came up and it was at a local outdoor store. And I mean, by this point I'd probably written, I don't know, 20, 30 cover letters. Like if I ever have to write a cover letter in my life again, OMG, like, I don't even know if I could do it. So probably like I had to write a cover letter, but I'm like, this is perfect. I'm totally outdoorsy. That's why I moved to BC because I want, um, greater access, um, to the outdoors, the mountains, the ski hills, the lakes, um, the woods. I want to be, uh, just a hop, skip and a jump away from it. So I thought, Hmm, this is perfect. It's local. I love that. And it's outdoorsy. And so typed up my 30th, probably cover letter. And my husband was there on a visit. He would come on his days off and he was up visiting. And then I get ready, got my cover letter, got my resume. We're in the car. And on the way there, I realized that I'd spelt the name of the outdoor store wrong. I didn't have an E on the end of it. So I was like, F it. I grabbed a pen and I just added it. And my husband was like, ah, like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, we'll come back tomorrow. And I'm like, no, like I, I, I was in like kind of in a panic state where like, I have to get there. I have to apply first. I have to be the first one to drop off a resume. Like I'm a perfect candidate. They've got to hire me. Like I, I can't wait another day anyways. So we get there and I realized I was right. There actually is not an E at the end of the business. So I took the pen and I crossed it off and yeah, then went in there and talked to the manager and my resume is probably tacked to the back wall or cover letter or hit the trash. Like, I'm just thinking to myself, would I ever hire someone who didn't even know how to spell the name of the business? Like what the hell? Um, little did they know I worked my ass off. I would have been the best employee, but yeah, there is no such thing as a second first impression. So don't rush things. Don't feel in a panic, trust the timing. Um, so in the background of all of this happening, I hustled every day, creating a home decor sign business, uh, basically by trial and error, I had to teach myself, make the calls, watch the videos, um, reached out to anybody and everybody who'd be willing, who was willing to help me. Uh, I wasn't making money, like I said, but I was pouring money into it. I was, um, buying all of the products and the materials. And I thought that that 
is what I was going to do. I was going to host workshops where people would come together. I'm all about the connection. I'm all about women finding time for themselves, um, creating memories, laughter, having a great time. So I thought, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring women together and we're going to create sciences and it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. So hustled every day, all day, getting all the details ready. Um, and when I signed up for that yoga membership, when you signed up for a year, one of the perks was you got the studio as a free rental for a few hours. So I was like, perfect. This is where I'm going to host my workshop. So I actually hosted a workshop and then you're not going to believe this after pouring all of this money and time and energy and making that these beautiful signs. Like I think I do think they are beautiful. Um, I found out I didn't like it. Um, it, there was hardly any conversation. Everybody was too busy painting their signs. I was a paint slayer and giving people tips, which people that don't take tips at all. Um, yeah. So come to find out I'm pouring all this time and energy into this business, bought the logo, bought the stamp, bought the paints, did all the things. And I didn't end up liking it. So while I was there, um, this time when all of this stuff was happening, um, it was my mindset that kept me sane. I would go on hikes all the time and I'd spent time by myself down by the river. I'd spend time with family and my two lovely sister-in-laws there. I found the joy in exploring the local. I found cafes that I loved. Um, I had a friend to come visit me for a week. So we got to go explore. Um, but I think it is from my gratitude practice that I've been practicing for a long time where I will find the gratitude and pull the joy from any and all directions. I will always be able to find the good. So even though things were chaotic and not working out, things were not aligning for me. I was still grateful for all of the little things. And I was able to find the joy and insert it into my life on the daily. But I was really lonely. I missed my friends. I missed my husband. I missed working. I love working. I love seeing other people, collaborating with coworkers, um, going down the hall and sharing stories and laughs in the lunchroom. Uh, I am very social, so I do enjoy my alone time, but I also love socializing and I wasn't really meeting any people. I had my family there, which I absolutely loved, which was amazing that I got to do a lot of things for, with them. But a lot of the time I, I was kind of by myself and, and alone. So meanwhile, the house was still up for sale. 
Uh, it wasn't selling. And so we had to make a decision. Our house was at the end of the term and we decided after three months of realizing the stars aren't aligning, this isn't the right time that it was time to come back. Um, so I said my goodbyes and I were, I remember back to this conversation that one of my friends and I had uh, in the beginning before I even moved. And she said, what's the worst that can happen? You move back and guess what? That actually turned out to be one of the best things that happened. I was happy to come home. I was happy to see my friends. I felt so at home in my house. So even though this wasn't the right time, or maybe not even the right place. I don't know. Um, all of the lessons learned along the way were so worth it. Um, when we got back to GP, I asked my husband what he learned from this experience. Um, one of them was something along the lines of there's no such thing as a laundry fairy because he was doing his own laundry at home. And the other one was you dream big. And that was one of the best compliments that I have ever received. I love that he saw that in me because I believe that anything is possible. So, and I do have these big audacious dreams and I am willing to jump in the deep end, even if I don't have things sorted out. I mean, we moved or I moved uh, before the house sold and I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just trusted that it would all come together. And so, yeah, you don't have to have everything worked out before you make a move. I mean, you don't have to quit your job and move across, move provinces, but I mean, there are little tiny steps that you can make in creating whatever dream you want into a reality. Um, yeah. So that was absolutely one of the best compliments that I received. So I lived through all of the unknown. I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't have it all figured out before I jumped in. I just had that overwhelming sense of calm around the fact that regardless of what happened, I just knew I would be okay. So the stars didn't align that time, but they, the lessons that came out of it and the positive mindset that I had that was just solidified and became even stronger after going through that um, was such a blessing. So I think mindset is absolutely, um, actually, I, I heard this um, Jerry King speak recently on a podcast I listened to. And he said, 90% of golf is mindset. And the other 10% of golf is mindset. And I completely agree with this. Um, if you just transfer it to basically life mindset is the absolute 
um, key to living a joyful life. And so I have created this program, kickstart your happy, how to fall in love with the little things. And I am so excited to work with other women out there who are ready to get intentional about adding joy to their day-to-day who are ready to transform their mindset and be held accountable for making changes. I want you to feel more fulfilled at the end of each day and start putting yourself first instead of on the back burner. I think so many of us are so guilty of that. So if you're bored of the day-to-day and if your to-do list has all the tasks on it and none of them are fun and exciting and your self-care is not on that list, then I have the perfect thing for you. I am, we're starting the third week of September and I would love to have you as a part of the group where we focus on gratitude and self-love practices. So when shit hits the fan, you're able to find the joy in the little things, um, learning to enjoy the journey and be intentional about adding the things in along the way, because the destination is shorter lived and be able to let go of control so that you're going to be able to become more in alignment to track what you want and get the tools and clarity, uh, to figure out what it is you actually do desire. So if you're at that point in your life where you are ready to make some changes, you are ready for the accountability, you're ready to be a part of this group, I would absolutely love for you to DM me at Candice Danielle Dunaway on Instagram. The link will be in the show notes and we can get started. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.